She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. The yeah, Ayudantes to kind of be my bitch, you know, like he, jokingly, you, yeah, know, yeah. Like, you know, but when Julie Roxanne Ayudantes, somehow I become her bitch. <laughs> and I was like, I get you, brother. I know exactly what you're talking about. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Melter for me. I was like, oh my god, that's kind of what we are. Comedians, philosopher, medicine people. Like, I feel like that should be on my business card. <laughs> yeah, then I will definitely not hire you. <laughs> I'm not looking like to three. be hired, yeah. Alistair. Well, then why are you making business cards? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it doesn't have to be true for it maybe to be the true way to position ourselves <laughs> and, and, and it's like I'm choosing to be sane and not right yeah. you know like <laughs> right. that's yeah. kind of my yeah, <laughs> well hello beautiful people and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast welcome it's the Far Out Podcast Far Out <laughs> Far out. We should have someone like in the yeah. That oh, that would be cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're far out. <laughs> if you have the voice for it, yeah, just let us yeah. send us send us a, a little, send us a little voice thing. thing. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll we were saying it. we needed a hotline. We'd like to have. Oh a yes, place we're gonna put a hotline. Let us know if you would like us to have a hotline. We'd like you to drop some messages for us yeah. and play them. On I think the all the cool podcasts have a hotline. They do. Yeah. I, I, is it, is, I thought it was. I thought that was the nineteen ninety five thing or something. No, there were not podcasts in nineteen ninety five. No, but hotlines. I don't. I never. I didn't even know you could still set up a I hotline. Think they're making a comeback. It's, <laughs> it's a way for them to. It's vintage. Yeah, it, it's a way to leave a, a personal voice message. It, it's kind of fun. Uh, maybe yeah. that's the message when they drop in and say, "Hey, this is the far out couple. They're far out." And then beep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the vision. This is the far out couple. Leave a message. They'll never get it because they're far. Okay, we're done. We're done. This uh, we're very energized, despite having started this podcast very early. It actually was a very energizing conversation for us. Super uh, psychedelic. I'm I'm feeling it. Um, and it, yeah, we ended up talking about me taking a break from the medicine path for the last two months and what that's done. We talk about progress. We talk about depression. Combo. Healing, leveling we up. Talk about worshiping and devotion and being in service. Traps of success. It's it's a very uh, well-rounded conversation. Kind of goes it, a little bit of everywhere. But it but it all fits. Yes. It doesn't feel like we went into the weeds. It's just very. We enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. Think you will too. We think you will too. Let's get into it. Good morning, Far Out people. And morning indeed. Good morning, everyone. You've got such a smug face. You just can't <laughs> wait to tell people how early it is. It's so early, Alistair. It's still dark out, okay? Like, we're getting up. 
It's seven thirty. That's yeah. okay. That's the time. It's like, most got, people are gonna be like, oh, it's not that bad. But I finished work at like past midnight yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and we and we got up at six thirty. It, it was fairly early. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a little bit of a foggy morning in our bar in our brains yeah. and outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've made our cacao, and the reason we're getting up so early this morning is because you have to leave uh you're you're assisting on the retreat you're you're doing um all the bitch work yeah so i heard and uh and <laughs> can you actually share what you shared yesterday because i so i've been well this this role is called being an ayudante which is yeah. a helper in we, spanish we've actually adopted it for wild within retreats too we now have helpers on those retreats mm. um but with the with our teachers um they they have an ayudante role which yeah. is a role where you kind of assist it's it's to help you learn how to run retreats and and also just to build stamina yeah. and, and an attitude of service. It's very appropriate. And it's really also to help them because the workload is real and they need extra yeah. hands on deck. And, and I, uh, so I, I was an Ayudante for the first time back in May. And Alistair, I think you just were. I just is was. That, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Michael, who, who kind of runs the Ayudantes, <laughs> the Ayudante program. Last time when I was Ayudante, we were talking in the kitchen at some point in between jobs and he's like yeah you know <laughs> i want the ayudantes to kind of be my bitch you know <laughs> like he jokingly you yeah, know yeah. like you know but when julie roxanne ayudantes somehow i become her bitch <laughs> and i was like i get you brother i know exactly what you're talking about welcome to my life I'm intent. I have been working a lot <laughs> since May, and I think I'm actually intent on showing up to this this particular retreat with more of a less of that. You know, just like trying to actually. It's really hard for me to follow direct. It's not follow directions. I I I I I have a lot to unpack there, but I think one of the things is. Part of me thinks that one of the ways to love people is to take everything off their plate. And and it's very wrong. There's a lot of mis. There's we're a lot of. This in our relationship. We're working on this in our relationship, but it's like this, like oh, you poor helpless bird. Let me just take everything, because apparently you've never known how to live yeah. without me before. Well, you well know? this is a trap because it's a self fulfilling cycle that leads leads to complacency on one end and resentment on the other. Totally, totally. So no, I'm 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 gonna work on that. The 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 next couple of retreats, I'm gonna be an ayudante, and I'm I'm You're excited. You're gonna be the bitch. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. No one's the bitch when you're out. You no, no, it's no. a very joyful uh, job. Yeah, it, there's something really profound about being in service and helping other people um, have their own experience and fostering retreats. I've, I love the retreat container, and being able to foster that is is quite the joy. And in other news, uh, I put um, I, I messed around with our cacao recipe this morning, and <laughs> that was a bold thing to do because Julie Roxanne doesn't like change. Also, I have a very refined palate, and it's very early, yeah. so my body is extra sensitive. And, and I eyeball things, so <laughs> it's never precise when I do it. But I would I, have eyeballed too, by yeah, the way. I've been experimenting with throwing a little uh, vanilla extract in our cacaos lately. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm enjoying it. I might have put a little too much in this morning. A little too much. A little too much. It feels like a, it's nice, though. It gives it a little Christmassy kick. Yeah. Like it's like a little spiked cacao because it's alcohol based, and I can definitely feel that. Yeah. And, and this is a good time to mention that we've actually got a, a, a recipe sheet of cacao oh, yeah. recipes uh, that we send out with people who buy our cacao. We should uh, we, we, we're, we should put that on 
the on the Patreon. Was, yes, and we're also revamping our website, and we should put that as our offering for oh, yeah. emails. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you'd like that though, we're gonna put it on our Patreon. Well, and special offer: if you're listening and you want our cacao recipes, just reach out to us. Yes, and yes, um, yes. and we'll send you them. Yes. Hold on, I'm making a note that we need to put it on our Patreon cacao recipes and email. All right, that's, that's noted. <laughs> we have a review to read. We usually do those in the intros. Well, I kind of want to do it here. Okay. So I feel like sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And just... All right, here it is. It's a five-star review. Five stars. Five big ones. Five big ones. And uh, here's the title. Hilarious. Hilarious with two eyes, by the way. <laughs> Fun and thorough. The Far Out Podcast has it all. Eclectic topics vary from difficult life decisions to games involving French phrases and what they could possibly mean to an American. Alistair and Julie Roxanne are both comedians and philosophers. They have an amazing conversational dynamic, and each podcast is filled with nuggets to take away and ponder later. 10 out of 10. And this comes from Shoelace32. We don't know who you are, Shoelace32, and it's kind of a nice feeling because I, I don't think we have a lot of reviews where we don't know the person. We've always figured out who it was after a while because yeah. we're very close with our audience. If you want to remain anonymous, Shoelace32, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Thank and you, though. Thank you so much thank for the review. Thank you so much. And you know what? I can tell that this this is a authentic review because uh, it kind of spanned a couple a couple different podcasts, at least. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. totally. And um, and it's quite an honor to be called a comedian and a philosopher. I know, and it was it was kind of a mind-melter for me. I was like, oh, my God, that's kind of what we are. Comedians, philosopher, medicine people. Like, I feel like that should be on my business card. <laughs> yeah, then I will definitely not hire you. <laughs> I'm not looking like to be hired, yeah. Alistair. Well, then why are you making business my... cards? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, because it's 2021. Well, Thank you for the review, Shoelace32. Thank you so much. We it's, appreciate you taking the time. It just like, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was really nice. So much to excitement. To wake up to that. So much excitement. All right. Ah, what What's going on? What are we talking about today? This is your topic. It's kind of my topic, I guess. It's So we've, we've actually been debating whether or not this is a good conversation to have because it feels like it will be... An extension or similar to the Going Our Separate Way episode that um, that came out two weeks ago. And Sometimes I don't, you can't unpack everything in an hour. Yeah, well, most of the time you can't. What? Least, really? Yeah. <laughs> Depth. Um, I thought we were slowly explaining life. No, yeah. In our segments. <laughs> I think by 300 episodes we'll have explained the entirety of life and we can hang up our Is hats. this episode 150, by the way? Yes, it is. Episode 150. Oh, my God. I was thinking about Let's that. Let's take that a means... moment, though, because, like, this three years that's about three of years. podcasting. And that's at least 200 hours of of recording that got yeah. published. Probably maybe a bit more. We're at that. What's the thing? Is it like you have to do something for 10,000 hours yeah. to become an expert? We're not there yet, but we're yeah. definitely making our way there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool to notice how... Um, 
easeful the podcast feels these days. It's like we have to record, we record. There's not a lot of prep. We used to have so many like production meetings and we would like re like twist the conversation a lot before we had it. And then we tried not having the conversation before at all. And now I feel like we just kind of show up, tune in, feel into what's really alive for us right now. And then we just have a conversation and it's, it's feeling a lot of fun for us. And based on the feedback we're getting and the, uh, the response and the engagement that we're getting, it feels like it's working for you too, listener. I think uh, we're becoming veterans in this space. And actually I was reflecting on that recently because we just finished a three day combo inoculation here on the land, mm. which was absolutely beautiful. So wonderful. Oh, chills everywhere. Filled up my heart. Um, and on that note, Julie Roxanne just got our combo website up. It's probably going to change by the time you hear this, but it may, hopefully it'll have a redirect. But right now it's combohealingusa.com. <sighs> and that has our uh, upcoming retreat dates. Yeah, I'm actually pretty happy about that. It or feels inoculation like dates, I should say. It's been a while to, to try to put together. Just honestly, it's a landing page in a lot of ways. It's just, here's the information about combo. Here's who we are. Here are the dates. And I will update the calendar. I'm actually going to add more dates just this afternoon after we record this because I've already planned more dates. And this is such a great place because it allows people to come and stay. Oh, my and, God. You know, and, and you're in the wilderness. You have some amazing facilities and amenities, and it's hard to... And you also usually have an amazing community around here. There's usually community things going on in the evening, as there were this week. It's more than just the combo. There's a there's a lot of medicine here. Yeah, it's it's uh it's actually really cool to have done this version, like the full version, the full vision of like combo in the bell tents. You sleep in a cabin or you camp, and then you use the communal lodge for all your needs, and you have access Soak to the all hot, the amenities. The cedar hot tub, yeah. kind of hang out with uh, the interesting people, and there are definitely interesting people rolling through all here all the time. Um, it gives me all the travel vibes. It like, does. I love of, going to the communal lodge. Yeah, because yeah, you have this, you know, you have people, you, you tend to find the interesting people in life in the cracks, mm -hmm. you know, in the places, especially out in the, in the wilderness. Spend much time out in the wilderness and you end up meeting interesting people because that's where a lot of those people seem to hang out. Yeah, and I feel like it's such a, the other side to this, which I know is not the topic of this podcast, but it kind of is because I wanted, I part of what I wanted to talk about today was combo and how it's feeling like it's coming through. And like, I'm really awed at the end of this inoculation, just feeling the depth of, it's not the same if you drop in for an inoculation and like you drive to the ceremony space, which is someone's house in the suburbs, and then you do the ceremony and you then you go back, back home. This allows it to be this a real, just, like a sealed bubble yeah. while you're doing the work so that you can really kind of melt down and maybe. There's no bit. driving because you're, if you come with your car, your car is parked yeah. and then you're just walking around the property. You, there's no service here. There is some Wi-Fi if you choose to indulge, but there isn't much service. So yeah. there's quite an opportunity to really disconnect for a little while. But anyway, where I was getting with this mm -hmm. was like you said that, you know, in the, in the beginning, and this is just a stage, right? With any new project is like, it takes a lot of effort in the beginning. There's a lot of failing. There's a lot of trying it different ways. And there's just a lot of disciplining yourself in a new way, right? Mentally, physically, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You pick up, if you're going to run a marathon, you got to start, you got to start running miles, right? You got to discipline. That takes discipline in your mind, discipline in your body, discipline in your spirit and mm -hmm. your emotions and all that. And it's no different with a podcast. 
And it's also been no different with Combo. Yeah. And that was very, very challenging, particularly in the beginning. It required us to show up in different ways. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed on this inoculation particularly is I'm also starting to drop into that space where it's a little bit more effortless. I can I can really focus on the joy of it and just enjoy it because I'm not having to make such a concerted effort to make sure we're doing it right yeah. without, you know, without, of course, slacking or dropping the ball. But it's just a, it's more natural now. I think there's a there's I think for me, what a way that I can verbalize this is that there is a deeper and deeper and deeper sense of trust and profound faith to combo to the medicine. And so in some sense, it's like, it really does take so much of the, the monkey mind out of the way because I don't, I'm not doing anything. I'm just the instrument of combo. And, and I don't need, like I, I was reflecting on this because a combo treatment, a combo experience is going to look different every time for every person. Sometimes you're going to purge, sometimes you're not. And so, like, I remember in the beginning, that was kind of my benchmark of like, I'm going to sit yeah, in front of people and yeah. I'm going to, and I'm going to sing until they purge. And if they don't, I'm going to feel like I did something wrong. And you know, there's value in that. That's part of the learning process, but I'm also like, these days, no, I'm just, I'm doing what comes out of me and, and I trust that I'm doing, I'm constantly doing my own work so that I'm, I'm keeping the vessel as clean as possible. There's a, there, it's ongoing. Uh, and you, yeah. t- you touched on something that we've touched on before, particularly around the wilderness work that we do, but this, this kind of orientation, it's profound to me, this reorientation towards service, right? Because like you said, then I'm not doing the work. I am facilitating the work, but everyone here is doing the work. Combo's doing the work. You know, like there there are other greater forces than me at play here. It's mm-hmm. not about me. Yeah. I'm here to facilitate and serve. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, all of a sudden there's also a pressure that's taken off. Like you're not the you're not the you're not the main main act. Yeah. You don't have to get on stage and, and perform, yeah. you know, like, and that comes from, I think, from what you're saying is that, that, that faith mm-hmm. in the medicine, whatever that might be, right? Whether, whether it be a retreat and a, a certain method, a certain therapeutic method, wilderness, in this case, combo, when, when you're kind of really short, like when you really believe and you've been a student of that particular approach, medicine, whatever, it allows for you to just be in service. And then something interesting happens where I feel like I'm able to tap into energy that's mm-hmm. not mine. It's like when 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 I'm able to assume that posture of service, and this is true for being an Ayudante on a retreat too, is like there is a current of energy that animates me that, that I cannot claim as my personal energy that carries me through as a servant to yeah. these things. And... Um, I'm finding that just absolutely mind blowing. It's 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 really really cool, and and I'm also finding that, you know, one thing that's also interesting with this is, in the beginning, a combo inoculation would have knocked me out all day, right? It was a lot of a lot of effort, and like I'd have to clear my schedule for the rest of the day. And now it's just a part of the day, and yeah. and so it's kind of it's hard to see in the beginning and i think this is true for any project like this where we're having to learn something new we're kind of taking risks 
we're you know we're working on disciplining ourselves we're we're still we're still early on it's like oh god this is it's hard to see how later on when you become proficient in it th- you, things will open up for you you'll no longer need to use your energy you can tune into other sources of energy your your t- time will open up in a way that's hard to hard to see because yeah. It's not going to take you as much. You will do the thing and move on. Um, maybe, maybe this is what it means to be a professional. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say one last thing about this, which is, um, well, maybe maybe we'll get into it as as we explore the conversation as well. But there's a really strong sense that I've been reflecting a lot on the concept of God and like worshiping uh, something above you or like b- bigger than you. I think for, we, we often talk about serving something that's bigger than you. And maybe worshiping and serving is the same thing. But I've actually been re- reflecting a lot on worshiping recently because I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up with a particular God. Uh, I'm very grateful that I grew up in a household. Like my dad was a pretty big atheist, but my mom was always into the woo stuff. Um, still is. And she's, she's awesome. And I love her. And mom, I know you don't listen to this podcast because you don't speak English, but if you could, I, I would tell you how much I love you. And, and yeah, I feel like I was raised with this, with this kind of base understanding that there's something greater. But there was also a sense that that something greater was really hard to grasp or that we we didn't have a direct... Re- there was a direct relationship with it, but it wasn't like... There wasn't a practice in my household. We didn't pray. We didn't say grace. We did... It wasn't like reminded every day. There was just kind of a conceptual sense that there's something greater. So it's kind of nice to be nestled in that like conceptual understanding because I feel like I have... I'm kind of ahead of the... I don't have to like deconstruct a lot of atheistic beliefs coming into this work but recently i've just i've just really been thinking about combo and ayahuasca and all these medicines as uh as gods and as maybe a better term would be as guides and 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 that's kind of how i show up on when i'm about to serve combo or when i'm about to serve combo to myself it's like there's just a profound sense of joy that combo is here for us and doesn't ask anything in return he's just happy to serve us and so my i feel like my role as the facilitator is just to hold a celebratory in the worshiping pole of this which is like thank you and and i know it's interesting particularly with combo because a lot of people think about combo as like Oh, I'll do it because it'll, I'll feel better after, but I don't really want to go through the experience of it. And recently for myself, I've had those thoughts and I continue to, but I, I'm continuing to build up this trust that no, this is the way combo loves, like that intensity, that challenge, the ordeal. This is the way combo loves and that I have to worship and celebrate that too. Yeah, I can't just be like, I'm going to go through it and then it'll be better. Yeah. There's space for that. I, I would tweak what you said is that combo doesn't want anything in return i i don't i I, yeah i think it is a relationship of reciprocity and and there is being in right relationship and and so i would put an asterisk there and 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 say that yes 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 i agree you're right thank you for making that correction and i'm also i don't know these days i'm just like 
What could I possibly give in return? Service. Yeah, but 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 yes, I don't <laughs> service. No, but just like the profound effects and healing that I'm receiving, yeah, yeah. I feel are magnitudes bigger than anything that as as a tiny human could ever give back. Well, you right, know? but I think that that's where right relationship that comes is in, is recognizing that. Yes, yes. So thank you for clarifying this because I'm in total agreement. And with I, you. You know, when when you mention gods, I know that's a loaded word, right? And, yes. And, like, we have a lot of... I think... I, and guides, guides maybe is... I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and the way I kind of think about this category, right? Like, maybe to hope, maybe take away some of the baggage is, like, look, there's a lot of things in our life that are beyond our control. And these tend to fall in the category of gods, right? Like, that's a way to think about it. Yes. It's like, it is beyond our control. It's be, it's not even just beyond our control. It's beyond our understanding. And that starts to be the realm of gods, mm-hmm. right? And then that requires being in right relationship with those things or those entities or those spirits or those energies. I don't think that's a crazy <laughs> thing to to do <laughs> no yeah it, it, it's it's interesting how how loaded that word is because really when you take it apart it's not that loaded it's the most natural simple thing in the world and, and just because and if you think about it it's the sanest thing to do because yeah. everything around us there's very little that we can actually understand and control yeah. and so i find I, myself i'm finding that be, i actually understand less and less and and, and i'm so much more happy I'm so much happier and healthier and more grounded and saner now as a result of just taking life this way. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we like when something inconvenient happens, like in the past, it would have been such a big thing of like, oh, I don't want to do this. And it's like, I feel like I've had so many experiences where stuff that I didn't want to happen happened and it was for my absolute greater good. And it's like, okay, I have no control over this. I'm going to go back to this. I like the word worship. It, I know it's loaded too, but it feels right because a lot of the time my, my mental posturing is like one of devotion. It's, I'm, I'm, I want to surrender to the higher powers at, at play because I really am seeing over and over how they're in my higher uh, purpose and it, they're for my greatest good and for everyone's greatest good that it's all working out. And I know this is a, this is also like very broad and, you know, can be taken apart, but I'm talking about a very personal, intimate, sacred experience. So this, but I think you can take a, like a rationalist could come in and you could look at that and just think, well, what would be the best attitude or set of beliefs to have toward this human situation yeah. of being plopped down in a place we don't understand around forces that are greater than us. I mean, it doesn't have to be true for it maybe to be the true way to position ourselves. <laughs> and, 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 it's like, I'm choosing to be sane and not right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> right. That's yeah. kind of my... Because yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the only option you have. That's actually like one of the kind of places I've ended up a lot lately is like, I don't, I don't know if it's right or true, but it is true because it needs to be the way I, or I, I'm going to suffer otherwise yeah, or, yeah. or more than necessary. And I don't think that means I'm deluding myself either, but one thing, and maybe we can move on is talking about gods, right? And, and I think we also have a lot of baggage about paganism and, and animism and all that. And, and, 
Okay, just just want to put it on the table. It's like just because we're talking about gods doesn't mean we cannot also recognize an underlying universality. Yeah, and it, but this, it's almost like every at this level, I'm considering everything is an aspect of God. Right. And you can and and these days I've actually been playing around with whenever there's a challenging relationship or like I meet someone that triggers things and you know. I am able to remind myself like, oh, they are also here as an aspect of God. And, and I can see them as serving a purpose in my journey that, you know, the triggers are helping me grow. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go and like really get in there and like fight for it. But it's just like, oh, this is arising. Okay. Interesting. I can, I can take it as a, as a growing opportunity. Um, like we were talking with Ian last week. It's just, Maybe we're all just here to, you know, learning man. It's, it's, that's a much saner approach to life. I'm having a lot more fun doing this. Um, but it's also much humbler. Yes. Yeah. It's like saying not right. I feel like that's kind of a, that, that just really appeared to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the MO here. Yeah. We'll leave you with this invitation. Yeah. It, it might, it might be do worth Do you want to be right or do you want to be sane? Sane. I mean, you can even equate that with happy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, I mean, so I, I'm like, yeah, we we didn't get into the topic of the conversation, well, and it's 25 minutes in, but we going. we kind we kind of are. This is all things I've been thinking about. The intention with sitting down today was I really wanted to talk about taking a break from going on retreats with our teachers for uh, the past two months, kind of a month and a half. Our lives are so intertwined with them now that I kind of come in and out in a lot of ways. Like I went to pick you up last time you were on retreat and I had dinner and I stayed over. So there's a sense that the boundaries are not as clean as, you know, we go on retreat and then we leave. This was always part of the strategy. First, we started moving closer. (laughs) Then we started to try to insert ourselves in ways where... (laughs) Can we become your friends? Will you adopt us, please? Um, But that's kind of, that's kind of the whole point of the teacher-student relationship, I think. When it's like, when it evolves, there's a... messy family. Yes, (laughs) yes. And these days I have so many big, messy families and it's, it's bringing me so much joy. I I love it. It's like that's also part of my life's work. Like if you're familiar with the Gene Keys, I'm I'm like 37, which I think is the family or the clan. It's it's all around family stuff. So it's it's very much my jam. And uh yeah, I really wanted to reflect on but this these past 2 months of of not sitting with the medicine and not being on retreat. I did do in September, so as we record this, this is right before Halloween, and last time I sat was um, very early September, and then I did the sound healing training. But overall, I've been taking it easy on myself. Yeah, and or at least relatively, to, if you compare it to what I've been doing for the last for two sure. months, because um, you've been going nonstop, pretty yeah. much every two weeks. Every two weeks, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you seem to be thriving, and, and it's working, it's yeah, working right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, you also, we also have our lives set up in a way where, like, we know, for instance, that January, February, we're going to be away. Yeah, that's for, kind for, of built in. So yeah, and we had a period over summer where we were away. Yeah, and honestly, I was my my thing when we came back from this summer was like, all right, next stint of medicine work. I'm gonna do all the things, and we're signed up for all the things. And 
there was a point where it was not what was going to happen. When we're talking about medicine work, for those of you who might be a little bit newer, but I doubt there's too many that don't, is we're talking about plant medicine. We're talking about combo. We're talking about kind of shamanic approaches to healing. And we're talking about particularly going on retreat to work on these things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in intensely. a more in like an in intensive way. Yeah, and yeah, I mean the way that me taking a break started was was that literally the day after I made the decision to to take a break, someone that we do not know out of the blue reached out and said that they wanted to do a private inoculation with me. So like all of a sudden my weekend opened up because I I chose not to go on retreat and someone told me they wanted to do combo that weekend, and. I mean, for me, those are the signs of like, oh, you're doing something right. Because now you you made the right decision and it was a hard choice. And now things are un- unblocking. And that's really how it felt. And serving a combo by myself on a one-on-one basis to another amazing woman was so profound. I feel like my relationship with combo is growing so much as a result of taking breaks from going on retreats. So it's like, it's interesting because it's not... It's not taking a break from the medicine work. The medicine work is my life, but it's taking a different approach. And when I was making the decision to take a break and I was struggling with it, we I talked to one of our friends and teachers and he told me, do you want to make progress on your path or do you want to drink the medicine? And that continues to be one of the most resonant, profound uh, questions that anyone has ever asked me. Um, every every so often I have a conversation with this guy and my mind is just melted for a few months or a lifetime. I just like that it just dissolves more and more of what I think I know. And that was such a profound uh, shift at like the deepest core of my being almost of like, oh, this linear thinking is absolute garbage like this is because that was the thing yeah no god sometimes you and you're like oh no yes it has a place yes yes everything has a place alistair if it didn't have a place it wouldn't exist (laughs) jesus i know i I think i pushed on a sore point wait no but this is no but this is a big this is one of the big things for me like linear thinking can trap me quite a bit and i think it traps me more than you because typologically speaking, like, you know, I equated to extroverted thinking and that's something that you're very skilled at. And so because you're skilled at it, you're able to let it go uh, and yeah, it not, not serves. It becomes a bit more of a demon. For me, for it's a bit of a demon. So that was like such a profound uh, rearrangement of priorities and, and reminding like, yeah, linear thinking has a place, but this is not it. But it, it would also be very typologically appropriate for someone with TE in their inferior function to call it garbage. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> sorry, we're, we are getting we're all we're all coming to the conversation with our own sense of who we are and our personalities. Yeah. If so, this yes. intrigues you, listener, we do teach typology. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the MBTI, and we get well. We, it's based on your well, yeah. Theories. But I'm just saying MBTI for anyone who's yeah. never heard us yeah, talk Myers-Briggs about this. Like type that's is an entryway into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So we go pretty deep with it, as you uh, may be able to tell. But anyways, there was this sense of the progress on this path is measured in how many retreats I attend and how often I sit with the medicine and how how fast I go and how sustained I go. And there, there's a joke 
that it, it turns into the real housewives of ayahuasca. <laughs> and there's yeah. some truth to it. Yeah, well, you know. there's, for, in our case, particularly, there's a lot of comparison thing because... We've been doing all retreats together, and then all of a sudden, I was not going to go, and you were going to go. Yeah, and there, there's, you know, we're not the only students, and, and there's comparison, there's the competition. The ego does its thing. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, part of the work is to decouple from that. And you know what's interesting is that I had this sense, and that's partly what ended up happening. It's like there's this, there was this sense when I, when I chose to make progress on my path rather than drink the medicine. And kind of, it was a leap of faith of like, all right, I see there's some truth in that. And yet I don't quite understand it on, on an experiential level, how I could be making progress on my path if I'm away from the retreat space. And there was also a sense of, oh man, Alistair's going to get ahead. And it was also like, Alistair is going to, I'm not going to be here for milestones. And it's actually been true. Yeah. Um, you've, you've had some things that you've done in ceremonies recently that are, uh, kind of an honor and a, and a, and a responsibility. Like you've been allowed to do certain things in ceremony and I wasn't there for it. And yet at the same time, I think not being there for it was actually more impactful for me when you told me your experience rather than if I had been in the room when it happened. I think had I been in the room when it happened, it would have felt different than talking to you on the phone and having you describe it to me. Yeah. As I think about it, it I'm like, my body is wide open for like remembering the intensity when you were telling me the story of it. And happening. I think you not being there for it is a part of, of what course. allowed it to happen. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And, and it's, just continuing to surrender to the natural flow of how it's meant to happen and realizing, wow, it's so much better. It's so much more aligned than what I could have imagined and what my ego wanted, which is like, be there and be there all the time. And, and from the outside, like over these last two months, you've made massive progress on like on your on your health. Part of the reason you took a break was to go on a SIBO protocol. Mm -hmm. And that has had stunning results i mean you you could have you could have been drinking the medicine for another year and not made as much progress as just dealing with that yeah and i i that's what my experience is like really showing me right now it's like holy shit i've made so much progress i can just feel it in my bones and one of my mentors on the path what, her experience is actually very similar to mine uh, in, in, in that way. Like there's a lot of similarities in our experience. So it's, it's really easy to relate and she's a perfect mentor for me. Um, and, and I love her so much. And she was telling me that there was a stint of like nine months where she didn't drink the medicine for multiple reasons. And those were the most intense, most challenging and also most growth promoting time of her life. And she, she said like, the integration part is is crucial, but it's not just the integration. It's I feel like these last two months have been, and also the summer, like the, the because over the last six months I've taken like a four month break, which feels really good to say, uh, and I'm really proud of myself. And there's a sense that as I journey on this path, we've ta we've touched on this before, but it's like the boundaries between life and ceremony are dissolving yeah. big time. Um, that's the goal. And that's the skill. That's the, that's the beauty of this journey. And having the 
opportunity to be away from the medicine for two months and realize, oh my God, I can just take life as a ceremony and then everything is freaking awesome. Like that's, life is becoming a ceremony. A giant long drawn ceremony is what it feels like. And right now I'm having a, a fucking fantastic time of a ceremony, you know, like. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's easy, it's easy to forget that this all is about wellness, right? Or wellness, I don't know if that's the health. best word, health, spirituality, like it's health. about well-being, yeah. well-being in, in the grandest sense of that word. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just like it is easy, that's also where we start out probably most of us with money, right? Like. It's about well-being and anything that can be turned into a number, number of ceremonies, number of dietas, number of whatever, and can and can become this hierarchical thing, right? Where where we can compare and we think we can measure and and whatever. It can be a trap and we can forget what it's really about and what we're really there for and what we're really trying to do. Um and, yeah. and that's as much a trap here, I think, as anywhere else. And I've seen you kind of dodge some of those holes lately and, and go for the well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and your energy levels have skyrocketed. You're ha- you're, you've been very happy. You've been very creative, mm. productive. It's been, it's been really great to see. Thank you. It, it's, it's, I have energy levels and, and a joy of living that I've never experienced in my entire life. Like, I didn't even know how tired I was until recently yeah um and it's like i'm i'm getting kind of emotional because it's like god (laughs) like so much of my life was spent feeling tired and heavy and fatigued and it was just a the 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 gauge was between feeling shitty and feeling shittier yeah and when you're stuck in that you don't know there's something else and it reminds me of back when i was in my late 20s and uh I had been diagnosed with Hashimoto's because I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease. And at the time, the the reason I got diagnosed is because I went in the doctor and I just, I was tired. Um, I was really tired. And I just finally was like, I need to see someone. This didn't feel right. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm struggling so much more than anyone else. I was dealing with chronic anxiety, chronic fatigue rolling bouts of depression that would just take me to my knees and I didn't know what to do. Um, and I got diagnosed and then that took me on a journey of finding people who could help me get better. You know, during that journey, I remember, you know, as I was starting to get better and starting to realize the way I'd been living and what I had been missing and how much there's a lot of young, grieving. Er, there is a lot of grieving for that earlier me that didn't know any better and was suffering. And I remember, I remember talking to a doctor. I had booked a free like consultation with him. Um, he was kind of a thought leader in the Hashimoto's world, and he was doing free cons- Like he was doing these free one on ones, and I, I booked one. And he asked me a question that just I can't exactly remember how he worded it, but he asked me like. He asked me a question to that, to that, in that kind of direction of like, how does it feel now that you've been diagnosed or like kind of asking me about my past mm. and like where I came from. And I broke down crying on the phone, just realizing like how sad I was for 
that person who didn't know that there was a better way and that this wasn't didn't have to maybe it did have to be a but like just that suffering just for the suffering yeah yeah and and i feel like maybe something i want to share for everyone listening is uh if there's something inside of you telling you that you're not feeling that you shouldn't be feeling this shitty or you know like because i remember when i was like 15 20 25 there was always this sense like this is this this is not this is not okay like this this can't be it this can't be the way that we're designed to feel this feels too awful um and i'm just grateful that i kept that that i didn't settle that i that i've been continuing to work towards better health. Um, and it's a 15 year journey. I've, I've started, I'm almost 30 and I've been starting this healing journey for when I was 15. And I just think back to just a few years ago. And I remember one summer, I think it was in 2019. I was so, I was feeling so awful. Everything was so hard and I was so depressed as a result. And I remember briefly considering going on like antidepressants and like mood stabilizers because it was too much and I'm so glad I didn't because I don't think that was the way I think that would have just covered up what was actually happening and it's a it's it's a whole different conversation and at the same time it's the same thing that we're talking about right now which is like I'm I'm currently choosing my health and my well-being and like this path is just that that like and and that was reflected to me by my teachers too when I was making the decision of like oh man am I going to cancel I'm not am I going to cancel retreats I don't want to and but I need to do this protocol but maybe I can do it later and they were both like this is your health we're talking about like this is and and I kind of didn't take them too seriously because I was like ah, it's just gonna take a couple of pills with some plants in them like what is that really gonna do mm. well a fucking lot is what it's gonna do that 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 was such a mind change a game changer for me and I'm so glad that they reflected that back to me um yeah and and so that kind of actually leads me to yeah go ahead yeah I was, gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say there's a great book particularly around what we've been talking about with this depression and antidepressants and stuff is it uh, Parker Palmer's book, Let Your Life Speak, he's been one that's struggled, struggled a lot with depression. Um, and he's a poet and uh, also kind of a spiritual teacher of sorts, I think. I think he worked at Naropa University or um, for quite a while. And, you know, I think it's in his book that he kind of presents the perspective of like, yeah, okay, there are some sorts of depression that respond well to antidepressants right sometimes that is the right path but a lot of times particularly for for in my experience and in your experience what the depression is trying to tell us something yeah. it's it you it's we need to listen to our depression we need to be with it and 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 try to recognize this is the body saying something saying something profound yeah and and really trying to help it's not against us it's actually trying to help us you know change in a, in a in a way that's 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 called for and needed it's difficult yeah yeah and for anyone 
who's listening, who's feeling that, like, I just want to reiterate, like, I, I trust in your intuition. That's if, if you feel like something's off, I trust in your intuition. And I also trust in the fact that you will find health. And, and I think, you know, I think one of the ways that our society is profoundly mistaken in this area of mental health is when it pushes people who are disconnected toward things that are only going to disconnect them further. Because what depression is asking for is connection. It's asking for... And it's asking to reconnect the body and the mind. It's and a I crisis it, of connection, yeah. I think. And the way I see having moved through that was finding ways to connect to my depression. And that actually brought me back into connection with something and with myself. And it was through that that I was able to work through it. And unfortunately, a lot of times I see the approach to, to these kind of things be exactly the opposite. I like that you're talking about connection because I feel like that's that's the other piece I wanted to touch on today, which which is like, you know, I'm saying I'm, I feel like I've made a lot of progress and yeah, the energy levels and the overall happiness and resilience uh, in the face of life and, um, you know, better gut health, just, just feeling so much lighter really is what it feels like, just lighter. And like, I had a lot of die off symptoms during my tr protocol. I, I had a lot of like acne, fatigue, heaviness, like, which just can further confirmed, like, Oh my God, I'm storing all of this in my body tissues. Like it's being expelled, but this was all here. This, it's not like the medic, the, the, I was, I was taking like some botanical protocol. It's not like that's creating the heaviness. It's actually releasing what was, what's stored inside. And it was just crazy to watch it appear like a rise and then leave but you know like in a purge like in yeah. medicine it's just like oh my god i've been living with this thing this entire yeah. time whoa so much more respect for like how i made it through like just the it, it, it's crazy and yeah about the connection i feel like as i'm doing this cleaning as i'm becoming healthier in the last two months so many dots are connecting so many i feel like my life is becoming more of a con like constellations everywhere between like the communities that we have around us the community here where we live and our our shamanic tribe and like all these people i'm i've i've hosted a women's gathering and made a lot of connection there and like everything's kind of weaving itself like a tapestry and 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 that's kind of on the more physical plane. But then on the spiritual plane, my connection to the medicines that we work with, to ayahuasca, to combo, to all the trees that I've dieted, it's like they're all coming through. It's funny because there was this sense of for the past year and a half, there's been a lot of like, I'm going to do this dieta. I'm going to take the thing in and, you know, like the, the tea with the, the tree, I'm going to drink it. And then I'm just gonna kind of hope it does its thing and do my best. But I also didn't quite know what to do. And I feel like as I've taken a step back to take care of myself, 
I'm able to engage. Like I can, I, I'm finding myself able to have conversations with Combo right now. Like it's, he's very present and I can like relate to him on a, on a level that I've never related to before. And we dieted Sequoia in, in, in August and Sequoia is coming through really strong right now. And it's so magical to, watch these spirits being able to connect with me now that I've removed a lot of the shit that was preventing me from connecting. And so in, in that way, it's like just a profound experiential reminder that progress is, in the path is so personal and it's so windy and it just, there's no p- carved path. Yeah, It just... I have to respond to how it's do, to what's coming up right in the now. Moment. Yeah, and you know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of um, our, the journey over at Wild Within and the mm. retreat company because last year we were preparing to expand. We had like three retreats planned. No, four. We mm-hmm. had four. Four. Yeah. And uh, COVID hit and they all got canceled. I mean, we ended up taking a loss on the year, just trying to keep the business alive. Yeah. And it was devastating at the time and really disappointing, um, particularly the fact of, like, we put so much... One of those trips was sold out, and we put so much work into that, and then to have to work to dismantle what we had yeah. built. And <laughs> I think we sent $30,000 back. And that that was hard. It was hard to see how that was progress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now we spent, particularly that fall and winter um, during that time where we really couldn't do much, working on what we were doing and thinking about that. And that's when it changed from Ripple Out Retreats to Wild Within. And that's when the vision got a little bit more cohesive, a little clearer, where I feel like Kelly and I really started to get on the same page and we started to find what the values were and what, what we were really doing mm-hmm. uh, to, up to that point, which had been foggy and we both knew it, but didn't really have the time or weren't really sure. And and that was a process that probably took nine months. Well, it took longer than that, but I think pretty, um, it was fairly painful, Yeah. but we we came out of it and it set us up so well. The progress during that time is it, it's, it's interesting. Again, like, it goes back to it not being linear because yeah. And it's like a, a leaps and bounds kind of, and there's like a, I think like a good metaphor. It's like a it. leveling up. Yeah. Or it's some sort of maturing. <clears throat> and it, but it, and I think like a good metaphor that my mentor has given me was she was, she was reflecting on the fact that her journey was, there was nine months of really kind of intense, kind of work and kind of dark and difficult and lost and confusing and and loneliness. And that's definitely been, been, been a theme for 2021 for me, like since the beginning, like I want to say around January to like basically a month ago. So like all of until September, which happened to correlate with my Saturn return, there was a really like strong, strong waves of intense energy, just like pushing out bringing back up stuff and everything was hard. Sometimes I felt like I was moving through mud and just kind of dark and cornered and, and unable to progress, unable to move forward, un, unable to know how to move forward. And she, because she's moved past that and she's kind of on the other side, she, she was able to really witness me, have a lot of compassion and also tell me like, you know, 
my experience during that time was that I was just being planted. And mm. I was just a seed mm. being planted deep, deep, deep into the earth so that then I could blossom. Mm, and that's a beautiful way of saying it. That's exactly how it feels for me right now. And I feel like the the sprouts are coming up. And there's a fear of like, oh, my God, if there's a frost, it's going to, yeah. you know, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, no frost. But like, also remember, like the, the seed intelligence that, that carries the, that, the, the blueprint timing, right. for everything. There's and that a divine timing with a seed. It doesn't. And it feels like that with Wild well Within, too, what you yeah. were sharing. It's like you guys went through a really dark period of. Is this gonna work? We work Do we have to give this we up? To on, yeah. yeah. And again, this like vision of no, we're just being planted and, and, and it's like in the soil. And then I ended up reflecting on that and being like, man, must be really like to, to, I, I kind of got transported to like seed consciousness. It's like, it must be really scary to be a seed because you know, you go to this deep, dark hole and you carry all this, the, the blueprint for, for what you're meant to be. But in the meantime, you have no idea if it's going to work out, if it's, if you're yeah, going to get totally enough water, if right, the soil, yeah. and, it, and it, and it's like, and it's dark and you're alone when really you were coming from like a, a pot of seeds yeah. probably. And like, just, there's Listen, a lot to reflect. Thank your lucky stars, you're not actually a seed. What? Well, it depend, depends how you think about it. Why are you saying that? Because it's fucking frightening. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, the, it's, been the, it's been the same feeling. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter if I'm a seed or not. Actually, I, it's good because I, I can't get eaten by a bird. Like seeds can, I'm, I'm Yeah, but sometimes safe. that's actually their strategy, right? Because then they get transported. Yeah, that's true. So wise. I think... I really like the seed metaphor, and I'd like to present another maybe image to help share something I've experienced with different periods of this kind of thing, and particularly with like wild within. It's like you're. It's like going back to the leveling up um, kind of idea. It's like if you're operating at a certain level, right, and you're going along, and you're going along, and that level's like. If you're going to keep going at that level, there's a kind of a linear thing going on, right? Mm -hmm. And and you need to go up that. And and maybe it's not super effective or efficient, but that's your reality. That's mm -hmm. the the stage you're playing at, right? And then and then something happens and you level up to a new level. And the level you were previously at like the rules from that level do not apply up here. It's a new game. Yeah. The rules are different. The reality is different. And a lot of the shit you were doing at that lower level is unnecessary or, or not even helpful at the next level. Yeah. And the game plays a totally different way. It's like it doesn't even translate. So you have to shed the, it's like the, a, a, a kind of more woo woo way to say what you're saying is like, if you're raising, if you're, it's like raising vibration, right? Or like your frequency rises and like you, 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 you have to jump to meet the new reality. So, because the, the rules that you were playing by are no longer applicable. And so all the skill sets that you had, all the things that you developed, all the coping mechanisms, all the things are no longer helpful. Yeah. In that or, new or, reality. or at least they don't play the same way. They may, yeah, they may. Yeah. And that's exactly in the case of Wild Within how it's felt. And and it's been a bit disorienting. Like in that, I mean, in general, in our life, I think it's felt like a bit of a level up lately. And we've talked about that a little bit on previous podcasts. It's, you know, I, I made the comment this morning that um, I'm glad that 
I've had success before and been disappointed by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because otherwise I think this would be very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because success is a funny thing. It seems, it tend my, like, w- when we're working toward our ideas of success, they're rarely what success actually is or feels like. It's very different. And if yeah. that's, um, if that's your first time experiencing that, even if it's not, it can be quite a shock. And I, I kind of think the antidote for that is to, well, not first off, not to get wrapped up with success, but is to be aligned to a way of living that that is meaningful, that is fulfilling, that has purpose, that you care about, regardless yeah. of that, right? Like, and maybe the success comes, maybe it doesn't. Probably, in my opinion, more likely to come when you do that, but... That's another story. So then it doesn't really matter as much when you reach the destination you thought you were going for and it turns out not to be it. Yeah, it, it, it this feels like, I mean, we're just using different words that are derived from our own personal experience to say everything that that spiritual traditions have always said like I'm as I'm thinking about the I Ching right now and like that's always what they say it's like every proper principles aligned to proper principles and 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 the way of the superior person is humility acceptance detachment because it's like it doesn't the results don't matter what happens externally doesn't matter you will have a fulfilling life if you cling that's the word that they use to the higher principles and and it's i think that's always such a helpful reminder that like you can do no wrong and and you're not straying if you're cultivating your inner strength your inner principles and you're you're aligning yourself every day a bit more thank you for listening thank you <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of stunned when these conversations just happen. Maybe we like, should get up early more often. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Alistair's always trying to get me to get up more early. <laughs> Jeez, it's too dark. Now the sun has risen, but day has. It happened. feels so great though when you get some stuff it done is, early in the morning, nice. and right. then you're like, "Bam, did that!" And like the day, most people aren't even up. Yeah, that's not that's true. such a great it's a feeling. Gr- it's a great feeling. I don't yeah. want to do it every day. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for being here. Uh, it's it's a really crazy journey, and it feels just phenomenal. And sometimes the amount of bliss that I'm experiencing is hard to contain. It's kind of it's kind of hard to be with. I that's a it's an interesting other side of of life. It's a wild adventure. <laughs> Very much. Well, you know what to do if you want to support the podcast. Be a good person like Shoelace32. Yeah, Shoelace32, you are the man or the woman. Yeah, is it 32 or 92? I can't remember. I think it was 32. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shoelace. And uh, yeah, leave a review, you out there who haven't. Yeah. Yes. All we'll do is love you for it. Yes. And if you don't, we love you still. We and you can leave a review at Apple Podcasts. The yeah. second way you can support this podcast is by sharing it with a friend. 
all of you, a lot of you have been doing this recently, we've heard. We and really appreciate it. Thank you, because again, it shows. It's The podcast is blowing up a little bit right now. Yeah. It's, uh, I actually checked the numbers again last night, and it, it's, it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's fun to expand our circle of friends. Yeah, it's not. this is not about the numbers and the glory. It's just no, nice to we, know. We know that trap. We know that <laughs> trap. We're going to fall into it once more, probably. We have, we're humans, but no, but it's, it's, it's such a joy to know that the conversation is expanding in concentric circles. That's my biggest hope for this. And number three, it's not about the numbers, but there are numbers involved. It does cost a considerable amount to keep this going. And, and money's energy. And like, we spend energy to make this podcast. And when energy gets back to us, it multiplies and it becomes easier for us to do this. And if you're seeing value in what we offer here, please consider supporting us financially in any way. We have a couple of ways you can become a patron at patreon.com slash the far out couple. We have a few tiers and it's very also non-committal. You can decide to be a patron for six months and drop out. I know some people do that and I like that. You can also give us a one-time donation. We have a PayPal uh, link on our show notes at thefaroutlife and you can also uh, treat yourself to some cacao. We have an affiliate link. We get a little, you get a discount. We get a little kickback. You get great cacao and you support an economy in Guatemala in a place that we know and love and trust. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.